Are you ready to listen to a podcast? Upskills. Upskills. Masterclass. Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading the fourth episode of the Upskilled Masterclass. My name is Ralph Tucker. Today, we'll be talking about continuous improvement and staff motivation and what roles they play in today's business environment. Firstly, to discuss continuous improvement in greater detail, I'm joined by Michael Williams, who is the National Education and Compliance Manager and Head of IT Faculty at Upskilled. Hi, Michael. Welcome to the Upskilled Masterclass. Thank you very much. You've got quite the title there. Can you please explain what your role actually entails? Yes, it is a bit of a mouthful. I look after the education and compliance on a national level for Upskilled across uh, all of the company, uh, which means I guess uh, basically I get to go to all the audits and talk to the auditors and tell them what we're doing as far as compliance goes. My other hat that I wear is the IT faculty head and I'm I come from an IT background, so, you know, 10 years in IT doing systems upgrades and networking and things like that. Um, now, now I head up the IT faculty and um, am very much behind the creation of all our online courses. Tell me more about the the theme of continuous improvement. Uh, it seemed as though it was a, a pretty fashionable term in the, the 80s and 90s, and it was linked to other terms like quality standards and quality yeah. assurance, total quality management. Uh, we don't seem to hear a lot about those anymore. Um, in your experience, the, the term continuous improvement, is that as important and relevant in today's business and management culture? Yeah, I certainly think it's it's come a long way from those buzz terms when you used to you used to hear about that and your business should be doing this and it should be doing that. Um, really, for us at Upskilled, uh, continuous improvement is not really what we do; it's how we do. Um, every day we have a continuous improvement activity about everything we do. It's not a buzz term. It's not really something that, hey, yeah, we've got to remember to have our continuous improvement meeting. It's just the way we go about business. How do you identify that? How does you bring that out in terms of the day-to-day management of the, the business? Yeah, look, it's interesting because um, our governing bodies will try and legislate that we have to continuously improve as a registered training organisation. But the bottom line is if we don't continuously improve, if we're standing still, we are going backwards because our competitors are continuously improving and moving past us. So it's been adopted now in our culture that we're not just happy with what we're doing from day to day. We're looking at what are we doing tomorrow? What are we doing next week? What are we doing in six to 12 months time to ensure that we can deliver a better product? So I guess that old term of uh, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I guess that pretty much <laughs> goes out the window then because like you say, you're always off from day to day uh, running of the business, looking at how you can I- improve. So it's not like yeah, let's just set and forget. Yeah, well, that's it. I mean, I guess if you look at if it ain't broken, don't fix it. Um, if Henry Ford had that um, sort of motto, we'd be all driving Model Ts. So, yeah, look, you have to move forward. Um, the expectation um, for everybody is that there's going to be something better, whether it's fashion, whether it's electronics, whether it's the latest gadget, people are wanting to look for that next stage, that next process, and see that we're at the leading edge of some of those technologies. This interview is a podcast, so it makes things a little bit difficult in terms of how to visually explain something like this, but you are, able, are you able to describe the continuous improvement cycle in a way that people will understand and, and can probably implement it in their workplace? Yeah, sure. I guess um, what you touched on earlier when you said set and forget, that's certainly the attitude of some businesses. And those are the sort of businesses that are not moving forward, that are failing. It's very much looking at the planning of the business. Then look at what you're doing 
then look at making some changes, but not just making change for the sake of change, making change that is measured, that has some performance indicators behind it that you can review and say, was that the best way to go forward, yes or no, and then take action from that. Who actually takes ownership of that within the organisation? I'd like to say an upskill that we all do. It's, it's one of our values that we look at to continuously improve the quality of what we do. Um, it's one of our mission values that everybody has signed up to the charter to take on board. Speaking with the CEO, John Lang, in a couple of earlier episodes, just in regards to just the high emphasis is, that is placed on collaboration, do you see that as a, uh, a key factor in being able to uh, deliver that particular um, area of the business? Yeah, look, it, it's more than key because I don't have, nor does John have, the monopoly on good ideas. You know, the way you change things are from the coal face. You know, we've got people that interact, that, that are interviewing our customers each and every day that can tell us what the market is wanting from us. So it's a matter of listening to what the market's doing. It's a matter of us doing our own personal or professional development to ensure that we have got the knowledge to take the business forward. The acronym PDCA gets bandied about quite a bit. What does that mean and what does that mean for your work and your role as compliance manager? Yeah, the old plan, do act check. Yeah. Look, I mean, that's that's the basic process that as as it was in the 80s and 90s, everyone had these wonderful little flow charts and arrows and things like that. Um, look, if, if you have nothing else to, to go with, um, the PDAC is something that you can fall back on and use as a process. But we're very much trying to um, instill continuous improvement as what we do every day more so than a process. It's just the way we do business. What would you say to other businesses who look at their continuous improvement model and whether they want to incorporate that into their business culture and everyday operations? Well, I think uh, for business, um, it's really do you want to succeed or not? Do you want to go forward or do you want to go backwards? And really, there's no choice. If you want to succeed and you want to have a viable operation, you've got to do that planning. You've got to check that things are happening. You act on things. You, you measure, you review. So definitely within any business, it doesn't matter uh, which sector of the, the businesses you're in, doesn't matter what industry you're in, continuous improvement has got to be part of your everyday activity. And what sort of regular checks or balances do you go through, like in terms to make it more tangible and I guess a, a more presentable idea that you can put forward to the business that you can say, right, well, here's where we started and here's where we are now. These are the checks and balances that we need to tick off as we continue to evolve. Yeah, certainly a level above what we do each and every day is that departmental planning. Within every business, each department has to be able to, each department manager has to be able to take their business forward. And it's about projecting for the futures and then looking at um, what you need to do, looking at what the technologies are and then presenting that in an easy to read, easy to, as you said, PDAC in that format that you can present to the CEOs and directors and say, this is where my part of the business is going. But more than that, as part of the continuous improvement program, where does it fit in to all other sectors of the business? Um, no department, if you like, an upskilled is an island. Um, when we look at this continuous improvement, we have to take in factors from every other department as well and ensure that we've got the collaboration between the departments to ensure that each individual department can succeed on the back of the assistance and input from the other departments. I guess there's got to be some kind of advantage to having that uh, in terms of 
you know, you're just looking beyond the compulsory elements of ticking off the box of satisfying the compliance obligations and meetings for requirements for accreditation and so forth. There must be some advantage for embracing that continuous improvement. Oh, there are. There's some good advantages. If we were just looking at ticking a compliance or an audit box that we're doing a continuous improvement, I think it would be just so static that, it, you know, it wouldn't be an enjoyable business to be Yeah, it kind of reminds me a little bit of like a scientist in a, in a lab coat with their, you know, their glasses on just going tick. Yeah, um, exactly Which, right. you know, it, look, it looks fairly sort of mundane and that's the process that they had to follow. And you're, you're saying that you can actually go a whole, whole lot further than that and it can be, um, you know, really advantageous. Yeah, absolutely. No one wants to stand around with a, with a clipboard going tick, tick, tick. Yes, we're okay with that. Uh, no, look, certainly um, it's, it's what the excitement is about coming to work every day. Because it's something new. Everyone wants to have something new in their in their work environment. It's it's what you can do to impact and take the company forward. It's the rewards that each of us get from wanting to put in our our own personal growth and and get the business to grow along with the continuous improvement process. Is there anything else you'd like to add about continuous improvement before we wrap things up today, Michael? I think we've covered a lot of ground. Um, certainly, uh, continuous improvement is all about raising the quality, raising the bar, taking your business forward. And if you want to succeed and you want to move forward, then definitely continuous improvement has got to be part of your culture. And if you can live and breathe it every day, it'll happen. All right, Michael, thanks for your time today. You've been very generous in sharing your wealth of knowledge in regards to continuous improvement and the role it plays in business today. You're most welcome. It's Michael Williams, who is the National Education and Compliance Manager and Head of IT Faculty at Upskilled, joining us on the Upskilled Masterclass. Thanks for taking the time out to listen today. If you've got any questions or feedback, please head to the website, upskill.edu.au. Don't forget you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. You can also leave us a review on iTunes, which would be greatly appreciated. And if you really enjoyed our chat today with Michael, please tell a friend. Coming up shortly on the Upskilled Masterclass, we'll be chatting with Ben Grigor, who is the sales manager here at Upskilled. 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 Masterclass. Thanks very much for staying with us here on the Upskilled Masterclass. To continue our discussions today, we'll be talking about staff motivation. And to do that, we're chatting with the sales manager here at Upskilled, Ben Grigor. Ben, thanks very much for joining us on the Upskilled Masterclass. Hi, Ralph. Thanks for having me. First of all, can you please explain to the listeners what your role is and what it entails as sales manager here at Upskilled? So my role here at Upskilled as a sales manager is looking after the sales team and the day-to-day function of it, allocating all the different inquiries that come in and um, passing them to the team for them to follow up on. We have a lot of different people inquiring for different courses and we recruit for uh, not only Upskilled courses, but for many other other uh, partners as well. Key part of your role would be keeping your staff on top of things and keeping them motivated. How do you go about doing that? Absolutely. That's very important. I guess the number one motivator for staff is listening to them. Different staff always come up with different ideas and ideas arise daily. Um, It's all about filtering through those ideas and implementing the good ones. We also must understand that the good ideas don't just come from the management team. They come from the staff on all levels. 
and also from both internal and external customers. And do you find that valuable, like in terms of the fact that everybody is willing to collaborate and come up with different ideas to help you in regards to sale? Absolutely. It keeps everybody on their toes and always wanting to improve the processes here. And it just gives everybody the satisfaction that their ideas are listened to and, and implemented. One of the things that would be of importance also is the, the fact that you're constantly providing feedback. Feedback is number two on the list for us. Um, it's a very powerful motivator and it doesn't cost any money. All you need to do is uh, a quick phone call or an email or a tap on the shoulder is very effective to provide feedback uh, to an individual staff member or to the full sales team or even to other departments as well. And how important is being a, a leader in that regard in terms of looking at people's performance and perhaps maybe seeing if they're a little bit down and how do you get to them in a way that they can feel more motivated and contribute a little bit more heavily towards the team sales goals. It's very important to recognize when people are down. Usually you just need to pull them aside and just to make sure that things are going well for them. We must remember that people have a a professional life as well as a personal life and there's sometimes maybe dramas in in either of those areas. Um, So just a little pick-me-up, a little bit of feedback, a little bit of one-on-one usually is a very powerful thing. Recognizing their achievements and and, and I guess rewarding them along the way would go a long way towards actually assisting them in their, their personal development and also achieving company goals in regards to sales as well. Absolutely. We do many things here at Upskilled in terms of uh, rewarding and recognizing our staff members. Um, we do a weekly shout out to the, to the full company where it goes on a rotational basis from each department. Each week, one department will recognize one employee and will advise why they're recognizing that employee. It could be for assisting with a, a customer on the phone or meeting a deadline or learning a new product and we like to uh, just reward those those people with those shout outs um, we also have other uh, forums where we do that we have our Monday in our in the sales department we have our Monday sales meetings where we um, where we just try and develop an action plan for the week or for the month ahead and we also like to just give a quick mention to the previous week if there was anything that actually stood out or if a particular staff member you know achieved something that was very very great or helped somebody that was very very great how important is setting goals when you setting up a department like this or controlling a department and trying to get everybody to achieve the one thing i'd imagine making sure that those goals are achievable would be would be the first and 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 most important point setting goals and more importantly setting achievable goals is very very important if goals are too hard or unachievable it just becomes unrealistic and it could be really demotivating um, so we, what we do here is we're, uh, we've got a lot of data that we go by and a lot of, um, a lot of dashboards and reports and things that we use in our current CRM system that we're able to monitor and, um, set realistic goals with our individuals or our sales team. And I guess that's something that they can see on a day-to-day basis where they're tracking in terms of those goals. Visibility is very, very important when it comes to setting goals and performance so people can know how they're tracking along the way. Uh, Another aspect, and I guess that's something that Upskilled is all about in terms of uh, 
training and and learning new skills. I mean, you're in the education business, so it'd it'd probably be a bit of a a misnomer if you weren't giving people the opportunity to upgrade their their particular skills and and giving them on the job and personal development training. Absolutely, there's two parts to providing training here that we do, and any any company or any organisation would do on the job training would be you you might have the right tools in order to do your daily function, but having a team that doesn't know how to use them wouldn't be very, very good. We're continuously improving our systems and our processes here, and particularly in the sales team with our targets and our goals, and we always are providing training to the to the team so they're able to use those tools more effectively and efficiently. The second part of that providing training comes down to the professional development. As Upskilled is an RTO, we're quite lucky to offer all of our employees the chance to do uh, one of our qualifications uh, that gives them benefits for example they get to feel and experience our product so they're able to articulate that to prospective students on the phone as well as they're able to get that piece of paper under their belt and be more eff- effective and efficient in the day-to-day function how valuable is that the fact that some of your operators on your sales team have gone through some of the courses that perhaps some of the prospective customers are looking to achieve themselves, they can really give a, a great and, and valuable insight into the, the courses that Upskilled actually offer. 100%. They love it. It's very easy for them because they've they've felt it and they've experienced it. And the customers like to feel that along the way as well. It's quite often that with the game that we're in, online training, it's not something that you can actually go and, and visit or see. It's something that has to be explained that the way the actual systems actually work. Having that frontline experience of actually going going through the them themselves, being able to pass on that knowledge, and and I guess more so people that are unsure about uh, online learning, they they can be reassured that they're being spoken through the process by someone who's lived and breathed it themselves. Absolutely, that's a hundred percent correct. There. What are the the main questions that you get from people that want to sign up for Upskilled? One of the biggest fears we had, and one of the most common questions that employers would front, would be, "What if I spent all this time and money as an employer to train my staff, and then they packed up and left?" From our perspective, I guess the rebuttal would be, "What if you didn't train them and they stayed?" The end result is you'd have an employee that would be there that wouldn't be efficient or effective in their job role, and it would probably be. A little bit demotivated that the employer is not spending the time or the money to motivate them to spend money on their education and training and to get them doing very well at their job. So that's a really great selling point in terms of what Upskilled offers. The, the very least you're going to get out of it is a better employee and a more qualified employee. A happy workforce equals happy customers. Um, Ben, is there anything else you'd like to add about um, staff motivation before we wrap this podcast up today? I just wanted to touch on the recognition and the rewards again. Um, it's very important out there when you're actually setting rewards or, or for recognition that it's fair. It's no good just trying to set rewards that only your your top achievers would always get and, and that would leave your middle or bottom achievers missing out on. Rewards and recognition must be agreed upon. And the best part of it, the best time to implement those rewards and recognition is spontaneously. So it's not expected, keeps everybody on their toes. 
Okay, Ben, thanks very much for your time today and, and sharing your insights into how you motivate your staff from a sales point of view. Thanks, Ralph. Thanks for having me. That's Ben Grigor there, who is the sales manager at Upskill, joining us on the Upskilled Masterclass. Thanks for taking the time out to listen today. If you've got any questions or feedback, please head to the website, upskill.edu.au. Don't forget, you can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. You can also leave us a review on iTunes, which would be greatly appreciated. And if you really enjoyed today's chat with Ben, please tell a friend. I'm Ralph Tucker. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. And we'll catch you next time on the Upskill Masterclass. Upskill. Upskill. Masterclass.